0: Cain is in the building. The show goes on, all night. So, the morning
1: we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when the sun goes on.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the 2021 Wells Fargo Championship. You can find us on Twitter at AlwaysPressDFS. I am at BD intric and my normal co-host is always on Twitter at DFSGolfGods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Just another wonderful week of golf. And joining us once again, we love having him on the show. He's uh, going to be a regular. It seems like he's slowly becoming a regular. He's on Twitter at Kevin's Delight. Kevin, how are we doing, man?
2: Doing great, guys. Glad to be here tonight and get a uh, a day off of Monday outing at work. So it's it's going to be back on. Beautiful. Like that's why I always uh, when you say you can't make it because you're you're working at a golf course, I kind of like. well, I don't feel bad
0: for you, but it's like. <laughs> well, yeah, those until, Monday and, outings are rough.
1: Until you read his tweet about uh, getting berated by eighty yeah. year olds.
2: That was a tough one, <laughs> and she came back the second day. I didn't have the heart to post that one. <laughs> oh, oh God, did man. you really? Back to back days, yeah. Oh, that's that's telling you where their priorities lie. Like, my goodness,
0: (laughs) that's some crazy stuff. But um, before we get going, you know, the Valspar behind us, Sam Burns picks up the W. We've been talking about it for a while. We knew it was coming. The dude's super talented. But uh, any thoughts on the the Valspar? I know, uh, Kevin, you had a a first round leader. Take it down. The, the, The unity is back. Yes. You you say it so much better. Jesse and I <laughs> tried saying it last week. We were just all over the place.
2: So I heard. I was I was watching it. I was like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> I,
0: can't, I can't say it. I have a mumble mouth as it is. I can't say it. Jesse were you came on, up with the damn
2: word.
1: I know. Yeah. Well, I, I spelt it out. I didn't say it. Were you on Um, were you on Burns,
0: too, as the winner?
2: No, no, oh. I was not, unfortunately. Yeah, so he was like ninety to one.
0: Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't pick him to win this. Week. I had him in one of my three lineups. I, like, I just keep playing him because I was like, figure it's coming. I just didn't. Uh, he, he was pretty damn dominant. That's all I know. Yeah, impressive.
1: I'm, I'm super confused by the the course that they played this year because I swear Innisbrook was uh, difficult, but uh, apparently not. Just to run the mill seventeen under over four days. So there you go.
0: Yeah, my, my boy Taco Tits let me down, so that was fun. That was the end of my my OAD week. Uh, there were some interesting trunk slams on Friday. That did you week. Did you see Chris Kirk? Um, yeah, didn't he triple like seventeen?
1: He went triple and and then bogeyed the last hole. To yeah. I mean, we forget to go from well inside the cut line to outside of it. That I had a six to six if he made it, and I was on the golf course and I totally missed it. So that was fun, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, there was lo- there was plenty of carnage to be had, but you know, somehow, I mean, some way. Those guys up top just, I mean, really played very well on that golf course, which is normally a lot more difficult than 17, 14, 13 under. Yeah, I guess you know. I said being
2: being later in the year, they didn't have the ryegrass up for the rough, so the rough wasn't as bad. Um, I guess a little softer and scoring to conditions seemed to be pretty easy. I guess with these these
0: differentiating the schedules keep changing, so it's going to make things really interesting. To from what like past past experiences and whatnot as they continue to go, as you know, with the green complexes, guys, you know some of them are overseated and some aren't, so it gets crazy out there. We got <laughs> to know how to attack those things. But um, yeah, it was fun. Like Jesse said, like I'm watching on my phone while I'm working Thursday, and and even mainly Thursday, I'm sitting there watching these scores come in, and I'm like. This is not the normal plus two, plus three cut line coming up. This is getting wild, boys. Like, we're in trouble. So uh, it it was very interesting. Um, eh, Let's head to the Wells Fargo. This is a fun one. we got a much, I wouldn't say loaded field, but a very high-level field at this one like we usually do. It's one of the big events that guys come out to play. It's It's a bomber's paradise, as we like to say, for the most part, not always. Kevin will break that down in a minute. But Jesse, why don't you give us some past event history as uh, we have a lot for this course.
1: Yeah, plenty of, uh, of uh, course history. Um, last year, 2020, the, they didn't have the event. So 2019 was the last time that they had the event. Uh, Max Homa was the champion, 15 under, three shots over Joel Dahlman. 2018 champion was uh, Jason Day, 12 under, two shots over Nick Watney, Aaron Wise. 2017 champion Brian Harmon. 10 under one shot over DJ and Pat Perez. James Hahn won in 2016, 9 under in a playoff over Roberto Castro. Uh, Rory McIlroy who has won this event twice. Ricky Fowler won this event in 2007 or 2012, excuse me. Uh, 2011 winner was Lucas Glover. Um, Anthony Kim won it in 2008. Tiger won in 2007.
0: Yeah, this is a, a big Rory event. We're gonna, we're, it's gonna be a fun discussion when we get to Rory. That's for sure. Uh, Kevin, why don't you give us a course preview? I, I know you're you're well versed in Quell Hollow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And for all the listeners out there, don't forget the year uh, Harmon won twenty seventeen. That was at Eagle Point down the road in Wilmington. That's um, true.
0: Yeah, because that was the year the PGA was there, right? PGA, nice? PGA. Yeah. The JT yeah.
2: won it that year. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter today. Of people uh, hyping up Brian Harmon. It's just kind of like, wait a second, guys. A little, little different track here, but. Um, quail hollow is, uh, is close to my heart, spent 10 and a half years there as a, as a golf pro and, um, golf course is fantastic. Par 71, um, renovated a couple years ago before the PGA you know, used to be a par 72, uh, number five, which used to be a par five is now a par four. Um, just a fantastic ballpark, three par fives, uh, all fairly scorable. Um, number seven is, uh, probably the, the easiest to get home into 10 has been lengthened over the years, close to 600 yards. And then 15 can yield some eagles, uh, especially when it's playing fast and firm. little rain here in Charlotte today, but the rest of the week looks pretty good. Maybe a stray shower here and there, but we, we, for the most part, have not had much rain in the last 21 days. Uh, Par threes are unbelievably difficult at quail. Um, Very long, um, tough greens to hit and hold. Uh, Bermuda grass, no overseeding, so uh, don't worry too much about the grass. They're um, just straight Bermuda grass, and they're going to be awesome. It's just a, it's a cool place, and um, with it being fast and firm, uh, it's going to bring a lot more players in, into the, the the mix.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that last part because I was going to ask you. You know, most of the time they think about this course, it's a bomber's paradise because of the length, which it is a long par seventy one. But when you start saying fast and firm, now all of a sudden these guys that. You know, poke at 270, you get a rollout closer to 300, and it def- definitely changes things. I know for I, I'm a short guy off the tee. If I play a course, where I actually get some roll. Well, now I can actually even play with some with some people. So it, it makes a big difference. Otherwise, you go to certain courses and you're like, okay, I, I'm playing. Like Kisner always says, yep, I'm playing for like 21st today because I got no chance to keep up with these guys. So
2: we had a big wolf game at the club um, a couple of years ago before the tournament. It was fast and firm conditions like we have now. And seven's a par five, and uh, and I was lone wolf on number seven. I went lone wolf and hit driver nine iron into a hole that's five hundred <laughs> um, and seventy yards. Yeah. So when it's fast and firm, the place can play a lot shorter than the number. Interesting, uh, Jesse. What kind of stats are you looking at this
0: week? As it uh, might be a little different. Sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it. In my mind, anyways, Quill Hollow is a difficult course. I mean, obviously the the scores don't always necessarily lead you in that direction, but I mean, you know, 15 under in 2019, 12 under in 2018. Uh, I mean, Rory shot the, I guess he's got the, the, the tournament record at 21 under, uh, but most of the time you're between, you know, 15 and 10 under uh, for the winning score. So it, it's a little bit tougher than some of the tracks they play, but I also love that the finishing holes on this golf course, 16, 17, 18, I think are fantastic holes and there's a lot of water. With that being said, uh, looking at uh, driving distance as a key stat, um, I I saw something earlier today where I think all the winners in like the last 10 years or so have have been in top 15 in driving distance in the field. Uh, So that does matter. Greens and regulation, um, you know, a lot of course history to look at too. But I'll I'll wait birdie or better and and bogey avoidance about the same. So I'm pretty equal on that. What about you,
2: Kevin? What are you looking to target this week? Yeah, very similar, and you don't have to be an uh, an accurate driver of the golf ball here. Uh, Phil is, I think, is still the all time money leader at uh, at the Wells Fargo Championship. One because he played so many of them, but two, he's had so many great finishes without winning it. Um, he's won so much money here. Maybe Rory's eclipsed him now with with having two wins, but for a while there, Phil was the uh, the overall money champ at Quail Hollow without ever winning it. Um, I think approach is a big deal at Quail Hollow. Um, some of the par three scoring to try and weed out some of those guys that are just awful on the par threes um, and tee and to green as well.
0: Yeah I like the par three angle because we've seen that in recent weeks at some of these tougher courses it's they it, it seem like they're tougher because of the par threes like some of the par fours are longer but those par threes it's one bad tee shot and you're you're praying for a bogey all of a sudden where you can kind of grind out pars on other holes so I think that's a nice angle to kind of to to approach these situations and obviously par five scoring um, is always important, but I am curious to see how it plays out this week. Um, If you had to say, like, I know we always joke about putting and how do you look at putting you've played this course many times. How, how difficult are these greens or is it just like these guys have played it enough? They should be able
2: to to roll it. Yeah. They're not crazily undulated. There's definitely some movement in them, but they're, they're nothing like um, Augusta. um, You know, I, seems to me like it's probably a fairly good comp to uh, to the Riv and, and Bay Hill. Okay. Um, so they're, they're not crazy. So you don't have to be a fantastic putter if, if you're hitting greens. You, you, like you say, you're not getting the 20 under. So if you can get 12 to 15, you'll have a good shot of competing come Sunday. Okay. Uh, before we get to the DK picks, let's talk some FanShare sports real
0: quick. com. Use promo code always press for 20% off the package of your choice. Just a couple things. You can do all kinds of other searches here, but guys coming in just good form in general. Last six events uh, in this field, DK scoring wise, led by Corey Connors, D. Victor Hovland, Willie Z, John Rahm, and Xander Shoffley, like you'd expect, the big boys, for your DK scoring. Uh, last six events on Bermuda Greens. You got JT. Bryson, Neiman, Xander, Connors, and Harmon. Check the boxes there. And then the last six events on par 71 courses over 7,400 yards. Your leading scorers here that have played at least a few events, Max Homa. He won the Riv, so that could be a comparison for you. Uh, Joel Dahman. You got guys like Jason Day, Patrick Reed, and Tony Finau checking boxes as well. Let's get into it, boys. DraftKings picks of the week. We have a lot of 10K guys in this one. This is kind of surprising because DK, it feels like tries to limit them to, like, five or so. Well, we got six, which feels like more just looking at it. We got JT at 11.3, Bryson at 11, John Rom at 10.8, Xander at 10.5, Webb 10.2, 10, Rory 10,000. That's, like, the cheapest I've seen Rory in a long time, it feels like. Uh, Jesse, who do you like in this one?
1: Uh I mean, I, I definitely think Justin Thomas is 100% in play this week. If, if you look at especially his stats last week, I'm pretty sure he led in like all the uh to green stats and he was dead last in putting. Um, and, you know, obviously if he just figures out the putter, he's going to do well here. He won the PGA championship here in 2017. Um, in 2018, at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo, finished 21st, missed the cut in 2016, and finished 7th in 2015. Definitely in play. You would think that this place would also suit John Rahm. Um, so I like him quite a bit. I do feel like he'll be popular at this price. Uh, Xander, it's at 10500 another guy who who should hypothetically do well here. Hasn't in the past, 72nd missed cut, but uh, it's come off a third-place finish at the Masters. Um, And then Rory at 10,000, man. I mean, I I think you just got to play him and just hope that he somehow figured it out. Two straight missed cuts for him, the players, the masters. uh, But his course history is just insane. Um, Eighth, 16th, 22nd, 4th, 1st, 8th, 10th. Obviously, he's won this tournament twice. So that's where I'm leaning. Um, I think Bryson's an interesting GPP play just because of his driving distance off the tee. And I think Webb will be very chalky. I'm not going to be on Webb, but his course history is great, too.
2: What about you, Kevin? Yeah, Webb's interesting to me. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see what the, uh, the ownership is like on Webb. I know it's a uh, home game for him. He lives on the seventh T box. Um, but being priced around all those other guys, you just wonder how uh, how chalky he will be. Um, it's hard to go wrong anywhere in this area, don't you think, Jesse? I mean, yeah. Um, obviously Rory um, loves the place, and you got to imagine he's figured it out since Augusta. Um and Bryson's tee to green game and length off the tee is just perfect for Quail Hollow and then obviously JT made a comment and said if he could putt at all last week he would have been in the mix or he would have won it
1: yeah, he, yeah. Um,
2: so it, it, really I think you can go anywhere up here and, and be good but I'll, I'll probably have a fair amount of Webb I did bet him earlier today a uh, really good number Um and and feel like you could go anywhere but I'd, I'd be Webb and Rory are my two favorite up here. Yeah, for me,
0: it's it's Webb Rory with some JT, just for the fact that we say it time and time again for any of these guys, really. But like JT proved it last week. If he could just putt, my goodness, he's one of the best ball strikers on tour, period. And he, and he did it last week. He's he's played well here many times, obviously, the win of the PGA. So I like JT quite a bit, but I'm going to be honkering around Webb and Rory. Rory taking three weeks off, I think, is like like Kevin said, He he's probably figured it out just that time to just kind of debrief, sit at home, play with his new, new little one, uh, get his mind right. I think because the talent – he's been hitting the ball overall okay. It's just been like one little thing here or there. It's just been a blow-up. So I think going back to Rory, I'm just curious how chalky he's going to be because a $10,000 Rory with the history here, it could get interesting for sure. And, he, and then you got guys like Rom and company coming to that low ownership maybe. Maybe. And that, that becomes interesting because Rahm – Man, that guy could play anywhere and play well. So I like Rory and Webb and JT as well, but I'm really interested in seeing Rory's ownership because $10,000 Rory and McRoy stands out just like, that's going to be a popular play. All right, 9K range. We've got Victor Hovland at 98, Cantley at 96, Finao 95, Willie Z at 94, Reed 93, Connors 92, Neiman 91, and the defending champion Max Homa at 9,000. He talked about the rivets of comparison. Homa won that this year too. So that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, Kevin, what picks do you like in the 9K range?
2: Yeah, I do like Homa. I know he's a um, current champ, and a lot of folks don't like betting guys to win back-to-back weeks. But I do like Max. His form is awesome. Um, I like Willie Z. I'm not a huge Willie Z guy, but I did bet him this morning uh, in Jesse's honor. And, uh, and Finao. I think. Uh, and I, I bet Finao this morning, too. So Webb, Finao and uh, Willie Z are guys that I've already uh, wagered on. Um, but in this area, I like Homa, Willie Z, and Finao.
0: You know, we say it every week that it's like okay, the ten K ten K range is great. You can make arguments for all of them, but I might not play there because the nine K range I want to play like three guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's so nice near Uh Jesse, who do you like in this range?
1: Uh now Will Zalatoris and and home are most definitely in play. And I think I'll have all three of those guys in at least one lineup. Other than that, I think Patrick Reed is very interesting at ninety three hundred coming off the miscut. Um his course history is very good. 28th, eighth, second, 28th, 58th, 32nd, 32nd. That's going back to 2012. Uh, it, it, you know, obviously coming off the miscut, I don't, I, it'll be interesting to see if he is at lower ownership. I like him quite a bit this week, so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for you, (laughs) but, but Corey Connors, I feel like he's, he should not be priced here. No, which means that
2: (laughs) somebody knows something. we should probably
1: play him. Yeah. Um, I don't have where he finished last week, but I think it was, like, kind of... He was 21st. There you go. 21st, 21st, fourth, eighth in his last three starts. If you want to go back further, 14th, seventh, third. I mean, he's playing very well. Uh, And then Neiman at 91, I think he's okay. 38th, miscut in his his two starts here. You know, he's been playing fine. I mean, just kind of consistent, like nothing spectacular since really Hawaii. Um, But... I think Reed and Connors are very playable in this range, and they, I think they'll be overlooked when you have the likes of Tony Finow, who always gets ownership, Torres, who will have ownership, and then Homa, who's the defending champion.
0: It's a good call. I like Homa a lot. I'm hoping he's not chalky up here because we're not used to 9K Homa, but you're probably right. Both of you are probably right. Uh, Willie Z, Finau, don't mind them. I love Neiman, kind of like I talked about last week, low ownership. He's a great ball striker. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Uh, he finished eighth last week, 38th here last year. I don't mind going back to a lower owned Neiman in that respect. And I wish I would take more of my advice last week. And I said, Hovland would go low owned and I love him in that 10 K plus range. He finished third. I love him here too. Cause neither one of you guys just mentioned him for the fact that I think he gets overlooked here. You got Rory at 10, you got Webb at 10, two, then you got Fina and Willie Z right below him. I think Hovland comes in super low owned again. And why couldn't he win this thing? Like we've seen him play greater pretty much anywhere when he's on. I like Havlin quite a bit at 98 as, as a low ownership play, so you can eat some chalk elsewhere uh, on this slate. So, yeah, Havlin at 98 might be one I'll be planting a flag on, and that means it'll probably be back because I finally planted a flag on him. But uh, yeah, Havlin at 98 I like quite a bit. All right, 8k range. Abe answer. I just don't care how chalky he is when he's playing the way he is right now. So he's at 89. Got Sunjay 88. Harmon 87. Day 86. Keegan's up to 8,500. Uh Tringali's down to 84 after a good week. That's a weird price change. Bubba at 83, Lowry 82, Griot, 88. English and Fleets 8,000. Jesse, what do you like in the 8K range? Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I think answer is very playable. Sung J M at 88. Um, 31st here in his only appearance in 2019. Uh, made the cut last week. Uh didn't do anything spectacular over the weekend, but um thirteenth at the heritage. Did miss the cut at the at the Masters, but we know Sung J. He's just Pretty consistent. Uh Cameron Trigali at eighty four. I mean, I, I feel like this is a bit of a high price on him, but his course history is decent. Miscut, uh 27th, 41st, 60th miscut, 57th, 59th. So I mean, he's done okay around here. Um and you know, has has been playing very solidly. A couple other prices that are weird to me. Shane Lowry, eighty two hundred. He does check out from my model wise. Uh, 38th, 48th in his last two appearances at this golf course, and then Grio at 81. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised by that. I mean, like I would normally think he would be a middle of the road. Um,
0: I believe he missed the cut last week. Did he not? Oh, no, he finished pretty well. He uh he fin- Oh no, he did miss the cut. I thought he was playing well on Thursday. He went to Trunks yeah. in. Oh, he did the Keegan. That's right. <laughs> he went full Keegan.
1: So, and then Keegan actually waited until till Sunday, Sunday to go full kicking, kick yeah. Uh, so, uh, ninth, miscut, 61st in his three appearances at Quail. Um And, you know, before the miscut, he was, he finished second at the Heritage, sixth in, in, in Punta So, I mean, but at 82, like, I, I mean, 81, I feel like that's a super high price on him. I mean, he's priced above somebody like Fleetwood, Harris English, who's won this year. I know he's not playing great right now, but the reason I say Grillo is because I don't think anybody will be
2: on him at that price. So that's where I'm at.
0: What about you, Kevin?
2: Yeah. Uh, first, the guy I like the most in this entire range is Lowry for some reason. Um, played him a few weeks ago and he was good for me. Um, I do think uh, I'll have a fair amount of Shane Lowry this week. I do like Grillo as well as lack of ownership and seemed like a fairly high price, but both those guys are very, very high on my model. So I uh, right there with you, Jesse. Um, and then, I'll probably play a little Abe answer as well.
0: Yeah, honest Abe. Just check like if you've listened to the show enough. I pretty much play Abe all the time. They they haven't priced him high enough yet to get me off of him. So eighty nine hundred bucks, I'll be there. Uh, Harmon, I like, and it wasn't even because of what I didn't. Even, I forgot he even won seventeen because the thing I look at has just. Um, quail stuff, so they have the PGA in the slot of the Wales, Wells Fargo event, where he finished 13th that year. So He's played well here, and I just like the way he's grinding. He's playing some really good golf right now, and he's a guy that comes in low-owned perennially. Maybe he won't now, after what Kevin said about people thinking that he's a, a, a defending champion at Quail, which obviously isn't the case, but 8700 bucks is quite intriguing for me with uh, brian harman who that's kind of priced up for him too so it's some interesting pricing but I, I like tringali at 84 he was more expensive last week i think like he stood out as a big price discrepancy from you last week so 84 come off the third place at the valspar i'll go there and then i love griot just like you guys we're all on the same page on griot at 81 i like i like when some of these guys get priced in the wrong spot like too high get that nice ownership decrease for just as good as golfers both of you guys know that play golf just takes it. Just golf's a great game. It, just, it doesn't really matter sometimes. So, like, look at for instance the seven K range. Stu goes up to wow. seventy nine guys. I won't be playing him at seventy nine,
2: but um seventy five to seventy nine hundred dollars. Kevin, who stands out to you there? Uh I, I really like HV three, Lucas Glover, Brendan Steele, and then. Uh, the reason why I didn't ma- mention Hobbley is like another cowboy uh, to to finish top ten this week, and that's Ricky Fowler. Wow! I don't hate. I, I, don't wow. hate it. I had him written
0: down too. I didn't. <laughs> he, I wasn't going to say top ten,
2: but I had him written down. <laughs> he'll be a top ten bet. I can't wait to uh, to smash that button when it comes up on the book. Ooh. But um, fantastic course history here. Yep. I played well a couple weeks ago. Had some time off now. Um, I really, really am looking forward to to having some Ricky this week. <laughs> We're on the
0: same page. This is going to be the, the Slack chat's going to be fun come Friday afternoon. I can already tell. Um, Jesse, who you liking on the seventy five to seventy nine hundred range?
1: I do like Stewie Sink at, at seventy nine hundred. I'll play him all day long. No I, one I,
0: will. So you're you're on your you're on an island there. That's for I mean, he's, sure.
1: He's, his course history is good. He hasn't missed a cut here since two thousand eleven. He hasn't played every year, and his finishes aren't necessarily great. But um, I will play him coming off the win at the Heritage. Uh, before that, two straight top twenties. Uh, Glover at seventy eight. Another guy I think is playable. He actually. He had a terrible. He is past champ, and he, he just didn't have a good weekend last week. Uh, he obviously made the cut, but just didn't didn't do anything over the weekend. So I think he's fine. Um, b- ball striker extraordinary. Taylor Gooch at seventy six finished thirteenth here in two thousand eighteen. Hasn't missed a cut since the Phoenix Open back in February. Uh, Matt Wallace at seventy five hundred has never played here, uh, but has played solid golf. Eighteenth, thirty fourth third in his last three starts i don't think he played last week no uh so uh yep that's that's yeah. it for me there
0: yeah we're on the same page here because i i like fowler quite a bit Looking at that past history he's looks like his form's getting better like when you listen or uh, watch anything that he's on he's been doing all kinds of grip changes and this and that so these last few weeks off could be tremendous for for helping him out so i, I like the the fowler call as well I, I was on glover last week i was all pumped on it he was rolling in a lineup for me and then The weekend happened, so uh, I don't <laughs> mind going back to him though because he looked like he was close. He just some some tweak over the weekend was not there. Uh, HV3, good course history, don't mind that. Matt Wallace, I had him down as well because he's been playing sneaky good golf and like comes in virtually unowned every week. He's like a cheaper Fitzpatrick right now, so I, I could like some Matty Wallace. And the other only other guy I had, Joel Dahman, second place last last time, 16th the year before. Uh, he's one of the more accurate te- guys off the tee, and if the ball's going to roll out. Like Kevin's saying, that's going to benefit him tremendously. He's not a long guy off the tee, but if he gets that rollout and he's in the fairway over and over again. That could play big for Dominic. So 76, I like that quite a bit. Uh, 7K to 75, Jesse, who do you like in this range?
1: i uh, we'll start with um, uh, Munoz at 7,300. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this range, but uh, he finished 38th here uh, in his lone start. He's kind of been up and down all around uh, this, this whole entire year. Um not not as good of a year, I don't feel like, as he had last year. But either way, Munoz at 73. Neesmith also at 73. Checks out from just the kind of stats model. He's he's rating up pretty good. He's never played here. Made three straight cuts on tour. EVR at 72, actually like quite a bit. Never played here as well, uh, but has made four straight cuts on tour and is coming off the 14th place finish at the Texas Open um, roughly a month ago. I don't think he's played since then. We Cameron the Davis. Oh, did he? I got you, uh, Cam Davis at seventy one hundred. I think is okay. He did miss his cut in his only start here, but I would think with his length, he would be able to turn that around rather quickly um, and, and compete here. Jonathan Vegas seven thousand um, dollars. I think he's worth a, 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 a GPP player to Eighth place finish in his in his last start at Quail, which was obviously a couple of years ago, but uh, had a decent. Uh, I finished last week. I don't think it was anything great. I don't exactly know what it was, but I did play him for some reason, and he made the cut, so that's where I'm at.
2: What do you like down here, Kevin? Yeah, not a huge fan of this range either, but um, if I'm going to be down here at all, probably a little bit of Matt Jones. Um, Do like Neesmith a little bit, uh, Denny McCarthy, and then a flyer. uh, Pat Perez has some good course history here. (laughs) yep uh-oh coming in a good form too like, <laughs> yeah. i was like 7k hmm, flat bill yeah. this
0: looks this looks int- this looks intriguing
2: yeah so a little pat perez a little ricky fowler and just enjoy your weekend <laughs> yeah exactly because you know they you, you know they will regardless <laughs> just like <laughs> just enjoy
0: playing showdown on the weekend
1: yeah yeah
0: oh god this is great um as dom walton says in the chat we're all going down with Grio this week fuck yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just sums up yeah.
0: <laughs> but um yeah for me in this range knee smith we're all on the same page there i think an interesting one is i mentioned them a little bit last week but i didn't play him at all because i wasn't like in love with it charles schwartzel you know coming off that near win at the uh in um in, in new orleans the turn the partner deal um the zurich and then goes 21st last week finished ninth here in 18 48th at the pga i think Schwartzel at 72 is kind of intriguing as, a, as an ownership type play i like cam davis at 71 and then uh pat Perez, yeah coming in, in great course history 29th last week you know miscut 67th he's all over the board is what you ex- kind of expect from from flat bill right now but that course history eighth place here last time out it is it's quite intriguing just to have that kind of course knowledge and course history at seven thousand dollars. All right, punting, six K range. Kevin, who do you like? No, uh, we we gotta go to Phil. Um. <laughs> gotta go to Phil. Okay, <laughs> now we're not on the same page there. Sorry. So so <laughs>
2: Phil was in town uh this weekend, teed up at Quail yesterday, got got some golfing over there. Um again, you don't have to be a, an accurate driver of the tee, of the golf ball off the tee. and um I'll I'll be punting with some Phil this week. Um I didn't like JT posting a little bit. Um, I believe uh, Han has has uh, had some success at Quail as well as, uh, the, as as the Riv. Um, yes, it's another right. comp right there. So if I'm going to be down this area, I'll probably be right there with uh, with those three guys um, to start. What about you, Jesse?
1: Definitely uh, Han. I'm I'm on that train. Uh, Sixty eight hundred missed the cut in 2018, but uh, 13th first, 73rd and his three starts before that, and he's actually. Played decent golf recently. You know, made the cut. The players, forty-first, Genesis fifteenth, um, Seaford, I'll go back to him. I know he missed the cut last he week, but crushed 60, me last week. Yeah, me and you both. Sixty-seven hundred. A guy who rates out very well for some reason is Tyler McCumber on my model. I don't know why. The Riff. Um, yep. He played well the riff
2: this
1: year. Uh, you know, I mean, three straight made cuts for him too. Uh, I believe he's the. Isn't he the guy who like? Was bearded and
0: he's the one that messed up his finger and had going to play with the
1: tape up no. Appalachian Trail and shit and yes yeah Tyler McCumber, sixty six hundred uh, the model likes him Bramlett at sixty three hundred the model also likes him and uh, that's about it I mean I'm I'm not going to be down here if I don't have to be but
0: yeah I'm going to try to avoid it as much as possible but I, I keep going I keep saying it every week and he keeps doing it and I just don't use enough of them but. Camillo Villegas, 11th again last week, 25th of the Heritage, 17th to Valero. He hasn't played since 16, got 28th and 16th. You know the, you know the story with him, and he, he almost lost his car, went to the web, his daughter, all that stuff. He's playing great golf now. Like He, he seems like his head's getting redder with all the ups and downs in his life that he had. So I, I think um, Villegas at 69 is quite intriguing. Uh, Shank at 68. I got a 13th year last go around coming in with an 18th and a 25th in his last two events. Uh, Thomas Lewis, he had a great week last week until he blew up on the weekend. He pulled a Glover, but uh, three straight made cuts on tour. So don't mind him. Marwinsky, and then Bramlett does a punt if you want it, but not too overly thrilled with it like you guys are. Um, let's do a quick recap of the
2: pricing. Who is your favorite 10K guy, Jesse?
0: Uh, JT. Kevin?
2: Yeah, I'd say JT would make a difference. I'm going to go web.
0: Yeah, I say JT, but to make a different. I'll go Rory just to have some fun with this whole deal. Um, 9K range. Kevin, who's your top nine K play? Uh Fino. Fino. Uh Jesse, what about you? I'm gonna say Patrick Reed. Oh my goodness. It's like you saying Xander almost. Um, I'm gonna say Big D Vic. That, that's where I'm going with this. I'm just I'm going all in, so you've all been warned. Um eight K range, Jesse. Who are you liking? Um I'm just, just going to say Sung Okay. What about you, Kevin? Shane Lowry. Yeah, I'm going to go Abe Answer. Going, my boy. Like I got to just keep going back to him. 7,500 to 79. Kevin, who's your top play? Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. What about you, uh, Jesse? Sink. I'm going to go Ricky. Oh, no, I'll go Dahman to be different. I'll go Dahman, but man, I'm going to have too much Ricky, and that's terrifying to me. Uh, 7K to 7,400. Jesse, who's your top play? Uh, EVR. Kevin? I'm going to go Pat Perez. I'm going to go Charles. Charles Schwartzel. This is like, anybody that's listening to this show, these are all players I usually never play, so it's going to be a great week of golf. Uh, 6K range, who's your top punt? Kevin. Phil. Jesse. McCumber. I'm going to go with uh, Lewis at 6,700. That would be my one. And if you give me one more second, I'm about to click a box on something. Um, the last three Genesis events, I went to Fan Share, since so we keep talking about the RIV. Just have some fun with it. Last three Genesis events, DK scoring for people in this field. Max Homa, Vic Halvins only played one. So let's go guys with three. Homa, Tony Finau, J.B. Holmes, and Patrick Rogers are your top DK scorers in all three. But so who, was that play off of,
2: who was at playoff at the RIV this year, Finau and Homa?
0: Yep, there you go. See, Kevin's on to something, guys. Shocker. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we got that going for us. All right. Um, Dominic wants to know, Bo Hossler, decent history and played his best round of golf in the final round at Valspar cheap at 6,300. Anybody got any insights on that? You don't hate it. Yeah. He's I a wild one. He's always yeah. a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he said, hopefully you don't need to go to 6,300. Right. <laughs> That'd be the best, it's the best story. Um, if you're building a cash lineup and you're starting with three guys, Jesse, who are you starting with?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's, This pricing is pretty decent this week. I've got uh, Stuart Sink as a uh, cash play. Um, I I think based off of kind of how Homa played last week, I think you can put him in a cash lineup and then Sung Jae's to kind of shoe in.
2: What about you, Kevin? Yeah, cash, I'd probably go Webb, I'd go Homa, and then I'd probably go Lowry.
0: Yeah, right now I have uh, Answer, Homa, and I think I'm going to go Dahlman, and that's, not the most comfortable cash play, but that's where I'm at for now. If you're starting on a GPP lineup with three players, Kevin, who are your top three players to start with?
2: Uh, Ricky, Phil, and Homa.
1: Yeah. Jesse? A lot of tilt. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say <laughs> Matt Wallace, Griot, and uh, Rory McElroy.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll stay on brand from the guys I picked. I'm going to go Vic, Fowler, and Charles. That'll be my my three. Just throw Grio in there if you want just full tilt action. That'll be fun, Absolutely. but we'll go that route. And uh, the fun part here, I got Bavado open. I know Kevin's been making some picks already. Kevin, who you like winning this thing? I'd love to see Fina break breakthrough. That'd be so great. You get a second, twenty eight to one. Not too shabby. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. What about you, Jesse? Uh,
1: I'll de- I'll defer. Uh, thankfully, Kevin is here. In that way, it takes a lot of pressure off of me t- making terrible bad picks. Um Finau, I think at 28 definitely has some uh some value there. Reed at 28 as well. Um don't mind that. Uh Yep, that's about it for me.
0: I, yeah, there's there's some there's some fun numbers like if you really believe in Ricky, he's, he's 80 to 1. It's going to throw like, top 10 is going to be juicy like Kevin likes. That's going to be Yeah, a, I
2: told someone earlier that I'd love to bet him to win. I just can't do it yet. No, I I can't see him winning, but I could definitely see a good
0: good four days for sure. Yeah, the win, the win. I don't, I don't. I'm not there with. I'm with you on that. Just not quite yet. But I'm always a guy that likes to see the T20 lines because there's some guys like past 100 to one that I could see T20 making some money that way. That's kind of a a fun one. But I like the female call. I guess I'll stick with um, my guns here. I coma at 33 and then answer at 40. Neiman at 33, not shabby. Like Havlin at 20 is not bad, but I think it's getting a little too too cute. So. We'll see how that looks. Uh, any final thoughts for the week, Kevin? You, you're, you're obviously familiar with this golf course. Any any more final thoughts or tips for the listeners?
2: No, just uh, excited for the week to start. Um, got some buddies over there doing some work this week, so if I hear of any uh, cool stories or anything like that, I'll, I'll drop it in the Slack. Any uh, any nuggets about course up or, or anything, I'll, I'll drop it in the Slack. Just uh, Sweet. Are
1: yeah. you going?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm taking tomorrow off and going on a little golf trip down to South Carolina and –
1: Oh, um, way down, yeah. way down
2: south. Way down south. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd probably not. Probably not. I spent enough time at that place. that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kevin's like, I prefer to go around there when it's not crowded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go, enjoy, go enjoy the place. Uh, Jesse, any final thoughts for the week? I don't, man. I, I do enjoy
1: this golf course. This is one of the, the better events, in my opinion, on, on the tour. So I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, this is one of those ones like the PGA likes to pick different courses to play the championship at. When they pick Quail, I think we were all, as golf fans, like that's cool. Like that, that's a good one to pick where you see some of these other ones like where they're playing here in like a week or two. Like I've no, I've never even seen this golf course that I can remember. So it's probably going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong. But like I went and played Harding Park a few like last October or something. Nice golf course, but it wasn't that special to me. I guess like, it's cool to play, but. Like quail looks pretty damn awesome. So yeah, it's yeah. awesome, I'm, yeah.
2: And yeah, they got they got a bunch of members that. who are members at, at uh, Augusta, so they they do it right. They got a lot of nice touches out there. The the course is phenomenal. It's it's just fun to watch every year.
0: I Guess we seem to make a trip out there, Jesse. It's
2: that, it's that simple. So
0: come on <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what's going on. But uh, come and do it. Until next time, everybody, check out uh, Kevin on Twitter at Kevin's Delight. Uh, Jesse's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at B D Trick, The podcast at Always Press DFS. You guys good luck this weekend. We'll be back with you next time. So yeah.
1: Just remember when come